Welcome back, F1MG 2024. It is here. I know that we don't have any F1, I don't know, a couple months, but I got lights out but F1 here with me. Uh, F1 Capper joining you. First content of the year. What's going on, man? How are you feeling? It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Feels like the F1 offseason is just long enough where you start to miss it see some futures markets creeping in and you get antsy to start making some plays again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for any race fans out there, the roar of the 24, which is the weekend before the Rolex 24 has kicked off. So I'm getting the racing uh, thing, just hitting my blood here. Um, and then, yes, of course, uh, the reason why we're here to begin with, which is the futures betting market, which we're, we, we want to focus our attention on and while we're here actually um as our first content of the year i did notice my books have been populating some plays i've seen everyone starting to get hot and heavy into theirs and that's what we're going to bring you today so yeah we want to focus uh, a little bit on the futures market and you know we'll have some dialogue on what our expectations will be um i know that you know there's different opinions but let's let's have overreaction. Let's have underreaction. Let's have it all. So, uh, but yeah, just let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. So it looks like most of the books. So bet three sixty five. I believe DraftKings has some some plays happening too. Um, you know, there's Bavada. If you're an offshore guy like me, they're starting to put put out everything from head to head season matchups, from teammate to non teammate. Uh, you know, obviously the winner without max, all these other plays, two plus five plus 10 plus race winners. Um, and one of them that I do want to like talk about are those winners. We talked about last year, the odds differences between like 15 plus wins for max for Sappin, the odds that we saw last year and how much it's, it's differed this year. So, but you know, there's, there's lots we can dive into. I think the best way for us to start this off is, do you have a play that you've already booked? And if so, let's hear it. Yeah, that's awesome. We have uh, a few markets rolling out. Of course, once Bet365 as kind of the market leader, once they start to drop odds, everybody else starts to follow suit. So it's interesting to see their book get bet into or um, just to see how the Discord responds to to the lines over there. And then how how they get tinkered and, and how that kind of trickles down to the rest of the market. Already found a, a few copycat lines on you know Bovada, Bodog, for example, that haven't moved. Or um, yeah, like you see kind of up in Canada, anyways, we have access to Cool Bet, Bet 99. These other guys, they just start to trickle out once once the the uh, the market maker, the market leader drops his line. So it's exciting times. Um, I yeah, thought maybe sure. we could start at the top. You know, we got Red Bull and Max. Um, both of them kind of chalked down to like minus 500 range, right? Seeing that kind of market wide, I think yeah. the expectation for the bookies is another dominant season for Red Bull, uh, and for sure, in particular for Max Verstappen. I just wanted to get your your feeling, Capper, on what we can expect from Red Bull this year compared to last year. Like, is it going to be the same level of dominance, or are we going to see teams like Mercedes and McLaren and Ferrari? you know, inch a little bit closer where uh, the Red Bull double podium at least isn't a guaranteed lock every race. Yeah, so I've thought about that a lot. 
Um, I'm going to give you my optimistic view and then maybe I'll try to give my more objective view. Optimistic <laughs> view is I do believe the teams are going to start closing the gap there. You saw how, as the, the months went on, I mean, you saw this wild change in McLaren's ways and how they approached their car and the performance they were able to extract with it. And on top of that, Piastri showed he is actually a very capable driver, just is raw. Um, you know, Ferrari had its ups and downs, which actually goes back to even 2022. They started 2023 kind of rough, but they actually did show that they can be pretty, pretty, uh, pr pretty up there in like the top two. Uh, Mercedes very mixed. I thought I thought they were actually pretty good throughout the season, and then they had like rough patches as the season was ending. And then you throw in the mix of Aston Martin. So that's where my optimism is: is yes, there will be some challenges at times and points. Which goes back to my first comment about you know last year it was easy for us to say, hey, you know Max is easily going to get ten, you know twelve wins, whatever um, that is. Could that be the case this year? Objectively speaking, I still think that Red Bull is far and beyond better than any of the teams out there. Like, it's just they're clear number one. And the way I view it is until proven otherwise, they're still going to be clear number one. Now, chase for second is is a different story. So the way to just approach development, um, they know how to extract pace out of the car they know how to make the car less draggy they they don't have to worry about the car is not good at specific tracks their car is going to be good basically at like 95 percent of the tracks right the other other teams struggle with you know they have too much drag or you have a car like williams that has almost the same amount of drag as 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 red bull but they just can't be they can't extract performance in like certain short shorter tracks you know with more turns and whatnot so that's why i think objectively speaking i think we still see red bull dominating until proven otherwise so yeah i think i think i agree with you um basically 100 i some of the other teams are going to start to to close the gap we saw that at the end of of last year you got i think the reduced development time tunnel time some of the i, I think the the penalties were enforced for this off season for Red Bull. So they were so far ahead of the field. Yeah. I don't think that'll affect them too much, but it does at least give, give the other guys a leg up, especially McLaren. McLaren started off last year in absolute piss. They were like, you know, a bottom five, bottom 10 team each race for the first few races. And then their development cycle just took off. Yeah. So, but they have the luxury of, of only having finished fourth. So, um, Less less cash, but more development time, which I think I think they need the development time more than the cash these days with all the sponsors they have. Absolutely. So a strong returning driver lineup. I'm excited to see what they can bring in particular. So so the most of my bets today focus on the top half of the grid. I think uh I do have a couple for for one bottom grid team specifically, but in general, a little harder to predict this far out how those bottom feeders look. You can usually get a good read that that testing weekend. Um, I don't know about you, but I expect the bottom to be Haas and uh, Alfa Romeo or whatever they call themselves now, the stake team. <laughs> whatever they're called, yeah. Bottas' team, we'll call them that. Yeah. It seems like they're in a holding pattern this year, like bet uh, between ownership, like there's a transition phase there. Old owners are just going to take as much money as they can off of 
off of their place on the grid this year and the new owners aren't going to want to spend money until they take the team over so they sold the naming rights to stake which hey shout out for the degenerates mm -hmm. that's a, a a sports book on a f1 team that's no big deal right but um yeah so i just i just don't see them putting a lot of money and resources in until the new ownership takes over so they should probably be pretty staggering you know, this is always low budget uh the one the one good thing for them is they got rid of, of gunther steiner he he was, I think, great from their marketing and media standpoint, but didn't bring much technically or strategically. Um, but they're still, they their car is just so far behind in terms of race pace and tire tire degradation that uh, I think it's going to be them them two at the bottom. And then Williams um, and AlphaTauri should have stronger seasons. They'll continue to develop. I want to talk more about AlphaTauri in a bit. Um, and then Alpine is Alpine, like whatever definition of the grocery stick. You know, that's the term in, in hockey. You're a grocery stick guy. You sit between the forwards and the defense to separate the forwards from the defense, just like yeah. at the, in the grocery aisle or at the grocery checkout. So that's that's Alpine for me. They're just going to be right in the middle, maybe six. Maybe they challenge Aston Martin for fifth. But there's nothing too enticing in those markets. Um, Max Fiber Championship is minus 400, minus 500 range. I did find, us at, find it at minus 333 or 1.3 in decimal form. Uh, over on Coolbet. So if you're in any Scandinavian countries or up here in Canada, outside of Ontario, uh, that line is best in market. So I, I splashed uh, actually three units on that, 3.2, something like that. So I can get just over a unit back. That feels pretty free. I couldn't believe it. I looked back at last year's lines and I got it at one negative 118 somehow at the start of the year. Should have just put the house on that, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, I don't know if there's much to say. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion. It's going to be Max unless something tragic happens or he gets an injured or something like that. But I'm assuming it's his to lose, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely is. Uh, again, like, uh, like if you want to make the bold call that something big happens, go for it. Like, I, I mean, I've thought about making you can make those decisions, but let's be real. I mean, um, you know, Max is is a good is a great driver. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. Like he's always going to be great. Red Bull is always challenged. They've always been challenging, and they just they're at the top tier of of development of their car. That's just not changing anytime soon. So it, it has to be like a complete train wreck for them to to completely de just derail the entire thing. Uh, I just don't see that happening. You might see bumps in the road in, in the beginning of the season. I think we saw that like the last few years anyways, not as bad last year, but you remember in 2022, yeah. uh, before we were even starting to have these podcasts, like if we had those podcasts, I could have <laughs> easily told you to jump on, oh, you could get Max like plus 200 right now to win the championship because he had two DNFs, right? Like th that's just an anomaly. So um, yeah. totally, totally uh, with you on that. So. It's crazy um, to look back at that. I, at it really thoughts. is. Those, every <laughs> I the constructor too. I just was like, wow, I, I got those at plus odds. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, you do bring up a good point. Uh, which you know what? Let me let me drop in and okay. So you like Max? Love it. Okay, that's that's perfect. But let's talk about um one of them that I'm just eyeing on is driver to win one plus race. I, I'm looking at these odds. I'm just staring down the barrel here. You know my opinion on this guy. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Charles Leclerc, I know the odds are sitting at minus 200 on best 365, Bavada, whichever one you want to pick. I feel like that's very possible. I feel like that is a very possible thing that can happen next year. I feel like that it is too short. What's your thoughts there? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, you look at Ferrari, they were just outstanding on the straights last year. Saw it in Vegas at the end of the year. Um, saw it in Monza. I think they challenged Red Bull a little bit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this will be their second full year under new new leadership. So I thought they had a strong year last year. There wasn't nearly as many obvious fumbles like there was in uh, 2022. Like, <laughs> it was just brutal, right? They were the laughing stocks. Whereas oh, last yeah. year, there was, there was a few times where it was like, option 1a 1b and they chose one and b turned out to be not as op- optimized as 1a but it wasn't like glaring errors it was like okay i could see the thought process there I think, sure. was it was it austin when we were watching when they tried the one stopper yep and he just faded but it's like okay well that's a calculated risk like they they thought you know let's take a shot here it wasn't right maybe right. so anyways um yeah i agree with you i like ferrari minus 200 for leclerc to win a race like you gotta think there's probably three or four tracks uh, Singapore is the other obvious one, potentially Monaco, just based on how good of a qualifier Leclerc is. There's probably four solid tracks you have a you have a shot at it. Signs is signs is no dummy either. He he uh, he's giving Leclerc fits. Obviously, he kind of stole Singapore. That uh, if you consider them one and two drivers, which I don't, I think they're they're neck and neck. Signs um, sure. is is probably your biggest competition in that market. But um, which yeah, you could go, you can one. you can go for those. And I know I hate doing the, you know. Uh, futures odds with minus 200 minus one but you know i feel like it should be a little bit more than that like you have lando at minus 400 to win a race he hasn't won one like not once and you're gonna yeah i thought that i agree yeah yeah like (laughs) what are you telling me here like the the ferrari is a capable car it's shown that it's proven it can win a race and Mm. it probably will win a race next year uh how many is just is dependent so that's why that was one of them that i was really like you know what i actually might do that and i and i'm not the guy that likes to do future bets, to be honest with you, but uh, but here we are. Um, well, the yeah. If I could add just to your negative yeah. two hundred comment, the other one that I was eyeing that I didn't pull the trigger on, Albon opened up to Sargent at minus five hundred, and I feel like Albon is almost up there with Max in terms of teammate head to head guarantee. Um, I I don't know what Max is at. I'm gonna guess like minus five thousand. You'd be silly to choose Perez it's just simply not happening and that's how I feel about Albon he has since moved to minus 800 on bat 365 but you can find him in that minus 500 minus 600 range if you're on the right book that can allow you parlays like how about a Leclerc win and Albon uh to be sergeant which seems like a foregone conclusion I think sergeant is going to struggle to get one or two points again maybe mm-hmm. luck boxes went into a top 10 like he did last year with that with that um what happened just those disqualifications right lewis hamilton and sergeant moved from 11th to 10th in, in austin yep that's what it's going to take for sarge whereas albon can competitively put it in the middle of the pack every time and uh or at least pretty regularly maybe not every time yeah so. it's still minus 550 on the bavada that's uh i didn't realize it moved to 800 jeez yeah we were chatting in the discord and then magically it changed right after which hey fair Fair enough. <laughs> we know um, why. <laughs> I do want to just poke around um, while you're lining up the next one. I just want to click yeah. on Leclerc and that album head to head and see if it'll allow us to parlay them. Yeah, it, for me, it, I for, I'm just can't do any of these parlays, unfortunately. But I totally, if you could parlay these future bets, ah, totally get in on that. I'd be parlaying a lot of these. Um, <laughs> yeah a ton of these uh but yeah probably that's why they know they don't want me to take advantage of it um you know i i you you've talked about alpine i wanted to bring them up very quickly because it seems like out of all the head-to-head bets 
everyone has a pretty stiff, you know, odd where they're going. You know, it's either they're pretty, pretty big favorite over the other, at least, you know, minus two fifties, whatever yeah. higher. But the one that sticks out is our favorite, our favorite team, the Alpine. And I kind of want to bring a different attention because I know some people, a lot of people are on the, the ghastly train. Like, oh, he's, he's, you know, definitely done much better this last year. Right. But one thing I want people to consider is, is why wouldn't you take Ocon in this situation? Well, let me give you a reason why you might want to consider it. Last year, okay, I think Gasly finished with 62 points in the standings. And Ocon finished 58. Not too far. Mm. It was The gap was kind of small. But consider this. Gasly only had, I think, one or two retirements in the whole season. And guess how many Ocon had? Six. Really? He had six retirements. All right, two maybe you can give as, you know, incidents. But four of them was because the car just sucked. Something with the steering, something with wow. the floor. I don't know what. So He got Alonzo's old car. Whatever that situation may be, just think about that for a second. If he didn't have six DNFs, he probably actually would have beat him. I, I think the odds are reflected pretty purely, you know, the way it should be. It's it's could be it could go either way for sure. Yeah. But yeah. considering how last season played out, and then considering how he's he's done well the last the season before, put put away your your bias sense if you don't like Ocon the way he acts, whatever the situation may be. But six, he had six DNFs compared to two. Just imagine if he was in it for two of those races, he probably would have gotten points and he would have been ahead of Gasly. So I guess my thing is, is if you're a gambling man, because this is a gambling podcast, you may want to consider taking Ocon. Which we are. Yes. You may want to consider taking Ocon over Gasly if you want to, if you want to have a little sweat and a little fun. Um, And you know me, I love me some big cat. Of course, I'm going to be a little (laughs) bit more biased. So just some, some uh, spinning some facts for you guys. Yeah. I feel like every time we pick Gasly, we're trying to time the market with him. Like, you know, he has that upside, but man, yeah. he's got a downside too. Like his range is so wide. Uh, Ocon is kind of similar, but he's a pretty solid driver. Like I like him on, on Sundays, even if he only qualifies 12th right. or 13th or something, he's, you know, he's pretty good at gaining three or four spots with some consistency. Oh, hands down for sure. And that's so, why I, I, I kind of was like, I might do it maybe just for fun. So. Yep. Yeah, like you say, it's, it's priced fair, but um, if you give a lean and, and you see something in one driver or another, then why not splash some on Ocon? Sure. The other market that is, there's a few, I guess, but the, one of the other markets that's minus 120 aside, one of the non-teammates ones, this is really the only lean I have in driver head-to-heads. It's Fernando Alonso and Oscar Piastri, and I am siding with Oscar Piastri. I think we saw enough out of McLaren to uh, finish out the year, to have mm-hmm. confidence in them going in. And uh, I think it's a complete 180 with Aston Martin. I think they they probably had a ceiling performance this past season. Ideally, they, they finish off the season and hold off McLaren and get fourth. And it's like, oh my God, what an insane turnaround. Yep. But if you look if you look at the moves they made in terms of sniping talent from other teams to pull that off, I think the initial uh, like wow factor of that move is probably going to wear off compared to a team like McLaren that I think is is set up the right way. They're they're less of a flash in the pan, I think anyway. Um, so so what we're doing there is taking a team on the rise, taking the second driver on that team versus a team you know kind of 
sinking downward trend and hoping the second place guy from McLaren finishes ahead of the first place guy from Aston Martin. Obviously, we know Fernando Alonso, kind of similar to what we said about Ocon. He, he can be relied on to, to gobble up those seventh, eighth, ninth place points, even though the, the car lacked top speed. Um, but McLaren is just on such a positive trajectory. We saw Piastri. He's actually, he won a sprint race last year. Um, this is going to be his first. I saw an interesting stat. This is his first time uh, not with a new car to start a season since like competitive racing. So he's going to be, I think, a big benefactor of of um, familiarity with the car as well as, you know, the development cycle of uh, of McLaren. So that's my pick. I'm on Oscar Piastri over Fernando Alonso. Or one unit. I actually love that. And I wish that uh, Bavada had more non-teammate head-to-heads because the other one, um, when I was scoping Bet365, I guess I didn't see the Piastri one. Uh, Carlos Sainz one was the other one I was kind of eyeing for a moment there. Because, you know, if, again, if we think Ferrari is going to be challenging in the top two, top three, yeah, then I I, I agree with you. Aston Martin's going to be a little bit lower in the totem pole. Um but I do, I do agree. Like McLaren in general is just their their trajectory is is climbing for sure. Um, just wish I had those non teammate head to heads for sure. <laughs> Got to think they're uh, going to be popping up any day now. Hopefully, once Bodog remembers to. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm waiting for. Well, that brings to uh, while we're on topic then of McLaren. Um, what do you think of the season match bet constructor wise? McLaren over Mercedes minus one thirty five. Uh, yeah, I saw that and I thought it was interesting. Um, the line maker at Bet365 is is kind of giving us his prediction of how he thinks the season is going to go. He thinks For McLaren sure. is, is Red Bull's biggest challenger. Uh, Mercedes, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, you're a Mercedes fan, so maybe you have more insight than me. <laughs> I, they did well to get second last year. Like, they seem like a team. I don't know what the equivalent in the NFL or NHL is, but they don't beat themselves. You know, they're just like that solid team that has good Sunday race strategy, good, strong drivers, fundamentally sound car, but like nothing that'll blow your socks off. And uh, as yeah, opposed right. to Ferrari, which is, you know, you has a reputation of being a hot mess anyway, even though they have the fastest car is going to blow up, etc. cetera. Um, I don't know. I don't like fading Mercedes, especially at negative money. It just, doesn't seem enticing i guess yeah i and, and think just looking through the odds so uh let's let's let me look give you the other ones which is mclaren minus 185 over ferrari and then they have mercedes minus 165 over ferrari so to your point they are saying hmm. mclaren is clearly the second best team but closer the up there is going to be mercedes with ferrari being the fourth which is very interesting that I feel like they're they're really kind of undervaluing Ferrari a little bit with those types of odds. Yeah, I, I, I that's just my opinion. And going back to my thoughts on on Mercedes, like you're right, they they do they're fundamentally sound when it comes to how to approach the season. You we saw the last two years in a shit box of a car, they were still able to try to extract some performance and get in and be in the thick of things in certain races. However. Uh, they ha- they were completely redoing everything again. So how do we know that this W15 car is actually going to be pre- performing to a high level of, you know, second place? I I don't know. I don't. That's going to be tough. So unless you know, Toto and Allison have something up their sleeves, 
that's going to be tough. That's a tough task. And it's going to take some time to get there, I think. So the way I see it is, is they're going to probably have their struggles early on with this new car. But as the season goes along, it, it gets better and better. I don't think they start off right away, like perfectly good. I'd be very shocked. I hope they shock me, but I kind of mm -hmm. doubt that. Yeah. And we're getting to that point in the development cycle where it's like, do we just punt until the next phase, the next round, which is I think in 2026, right? Yeah. I'm sure by midway, some teams are going to be asking that question. Yeah. So. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we've gone through quite a bit. Uh, well, one of them that I do really, really like, which I think you F one bet tipster, which he has posted on his account, which is probably just like that feels like a layup. I mean, if tips, if tipster is actually doing this one, if this should be a layup, Ricardo over Yuki season bet matchup minus one fifty five currently on Bavada. Uh, oh, it dropped a bit. It, it, it what was it before? I didn't even know. Um, uh, I think he capped it at one sixty seven. So it's are they really that confident in Yuki? Like what? I mean, should I be scared now? <laughs> I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it feels like it's a layup with Ricardo being in the mix. Uh, experience. He did fine. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. I think it's a bet that probably wins. Um, but I do think it's priced fairly. And Ricardo, slight edge to him over Yuki to finish off the year when he took over that seat. But uh, he didn't exactly dominate him either. And to be fair, he, he was hopping in halfway, whereas Yuki's been with that team for how long now? Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's priced fair. The one upside there, which I have a lot to say about, is uh, the potential of Ricardo ending up in the second Rebel seat by the end of the season, which then he just, then that bet is a shoe in because, you know, he's way up the grid compared to Yuki. True. But uh, I have some, I have some, I have four final plays. We've been talking a lot about some negative futures bets, which some people don't even go there. They're like, yeah, oh, they want for the, sure. Yeah. The plus four digit <laughs> futures bets. So I have, sure. I have four final plays related to that team specifically. And I know we're calling them Alpha Tori, uh, allegedly going to be called the Racing Bulls. But, anyways, what about I'll start. I'll start with the Racing Bulls. Ricardo race wins, like Ricardo to win a race, mm -hmm. and Yuki mm -hmm. Sonoda to win a race. <laughs> Here's my thinking. So Ricardo, we can pick him up at plus eighteen hundred on William Hill. Uh, for some reason, they're way out of line compared to Bet three sixty five, which is already down to plus eight hundred. I think he. The line maker might be following the same logic, but Yuki Sonoda um, is at plus five thousand on pretty much every every market you can find. He's he's right up there with the other back gridders. My thinking is uh, this team has has outright said we're just going to copy Red Bull's car and and push that gray area as far as we can until we get in trouble from the FIA or from F one from the rules. So what if they just come out with a third and fourth Red Bull car and those guys? are steaming their way through the field because they just simply copied the blueprints from Red Bull's car. Like, is there, is, is there a non-zero chance that happens, right? I mean, it's, I, I think other teams have tr are trying that regardless, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, what did you say the odds were? Ricardo plus 1800, Yuki Sonoda plus 5,000. I mean, 50 to one and 18 to one. I mean, if you're going to throw some sprinkles on it, why not? Um, but I can also see it getting 
I think those odds can get larger as the season starts. Um, but again, I my book doesn't offer like these same future markets week in week out. Uh, sometimes you know it's it, they're specialty ones as the season goes along. But I could see that you know you're not going to see Yuki or Ricardo win the first few races. I don't think. Um, but if you going back to the, you're not going to get these markets typically so throwing a you know beer money on it why not like if i think that is a a valid hypothesis that they might actually try to mimic the car and they showed that they can do it on more lower down or higher downforce tracks they can be pretty competitive so um, exactly as we get through the the lower downforce tracks yeah maybe right maybe the odds get longer i'm worried that they come out of testing and look really good that's drop. that's the oh. other risk yep i was gonna say that was the other risk is they come out and they're like whoa it's like the aston martin thing right like where we're all yeah, like exactly. shocked aston martin was like whoa where did they come from all of a sudden so mm-hmm. definitely that's the other risk of it um so yeah that's why i wouldn't i mean you just throw a little little sprinkle on it fun money yeah, yeah. i got half a unit between the two of them so 0.2 on sonoda and 0.3 on ricardo yeah Let's have some um, fun the other ones were i think the other things i, I was looking at was uh what was it the i think it was the race winners two plus race winners if we're going to go long shots um or one plus race winner or no it was two plus why not for not fernando i mean he's at 16 to one right <laughs> nice. like like 16 you're you're giving piastri uh plus 350 uh russell plus 275 science plus 275 200 but disrespect to alonzo right like there could be a race or two where he might be able to get it i'm not saying he's going to obviously these are long shots but so so if we're going to give a long shot why not do driver to win two plus races why not let's sprinkle on uh alonzo 16 to 1 compared to everyone else's odds i mean it's wild it would be wild but it's not impossible too i mean he's he's seasoned he's gotten close he had a few races last year where he was there um I mean, he was yeah. doing fine, but again, it just depends on how bullish are you on on Aston Martin. But that was just one that just glared at me, like, "Wow, that's kind of a little disrespectful to to Alonso." If you're giving me signs, Russell and Piastri, these these mm-hmm. you know, three to one, two to one, like, okay, why why not Alonso then in this situation? So that would that would be one of them. And the second one is this um, disrespect to Leclerc, which I love disrespecting him, anyways. <laughs> But drivers championship without Max, like he just two years ago, he was he was there, he was up there in in terms of, uh, yeah, being potentially uh, even leading the the championship. So ten to one, um, at least on my uh, on my book is ten to one, and then you still have Hamilton five to one and Lando Norris uh, five to one. So I, I think it's the the Ferrari disrespect overall. I can you know go for it, constructor champ. Uh, championship without red bull three to one on ferrari i mean it could get higher get a little bit higher maybe the four to one five one depending on where they land in the first four races but it seems right. like it's a little too disrespectful to ferrari right now uh just yeah you're bit. right that is nice yeah plus 300 with uh, and you can do each way on that too on on bet 365 so you could do what does that amount to you can do yeah, mental I, math right on the show here <laughs> don't make um, me do it <laughs> oh yeah so you can you basically you get your money back. So um you put a second bet down for the each way for if they finish top three and yeah. it pays out at 
looks like plus 100. So you'd get back the money for them not finishing top two. So yeah, yeah. that's not a bad option. That's a good look, actually. Yeah. So there's just those Here's my question, man. Yeah. Can can Sergio Perez, like you're talking about without Max Verstappen, uh, he's negative odds to finish second place, even though he almost had the biggest fumble of all time against Lewis Hamilton in like a go-kart last year, whereas Perez was in a, you know, a rocket ship with premium jet fuel in it and yet still took him what to the last race, second last race to secure second place. Is anybody betting Sergio Perez at negative money to finish second? I I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. I already struggle with doing futures bets to begin with. <laughs> so if Fair you're enough. gonna if you're gonna tell me that I just I, I I haven't seen enough from Perez in terms of consistency and in the fact that the field no. behind him has has closed in with you have Norris exactly. potentially Piastri you know Alonzo Russell like you, you have a plethora of guys that are challenging him now like it just it, yeah two years ago probably but not now no I, mean, I, I don't he's think the I worst could. he's got to be the worst driver in the top or the top four teams right for sure like, for sure. Red like Bull swaps I, Piastri for Perez one for one in a heartbeat. They're not strategically putting Ricardo into that car without saying, "Yeah, you're on, you're on watch, Perez. Yeah, like exactly. you are on watch." So, um, he may bottle. I just and I like Perez. I have nothing against the guy. I just, you know, I just don't see it. I don't see the consistency. Um, we'll, you'll hear probably King Perez in the streets and all that fun stuff, maybe in the first five weeks, but let's see how the season actually goes when pressure actually hits them. So, so yeah. here's, here's my final futures ladder. Then Perez under two and a half race wins at minus minus one seventy for a unit and a half Perez not to win a race at plus 700 for a quarter unit. Oh man. Ooh, plus seven hundred is tough. I wish it was more. I wish it was That's like. True. I wish it was like. At, give me at least ten, ten to one. You know, yeah, fair at enough. least. That's the my only gripe with that. So let's shop it around a bit. A little bit, yeah. Fair enough, but there there's a realistic chance he doesn't win a race. Like for sure, we we saw him struggle to finish top five, top four. But the yeah, risk in that last, is that he could year. he could luck into winning a race because like well, let's just say there is that race that he is actually one two with Max and Max actually does have a failure and then he just randomly wins the race right like there's still that but him actually putting in the performance the driver performance to win a race I don't see it right yeah yeah I agree and I think he's probably happy to be in the seat for 2024 that's like mission accomplished play safe he wants to play yeah. it safe he wants to try to at least get good performance meaning he needs to be in second place no no further than third fourth just yeah. to be like i'm safe in my seat for the year at least live another yeah. day enjoy one last year red bull and then and the fame that comes with that and then post off into a backgrid team and oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. like he's in his 30s right so it's not yeah i mean not a guarantee is, he has a seat for much longer his windows is closing, if not already closed, on, uh, until he's off of Red Bull. So, I mean, he's he's basically there. I mean, he's at the doorstep. Got to go. There's other guys <laughs> yeah. waiting for me. Lawson is waiting, right? You know, there's other guys there. Yep. And he doesn't really bring anything in terms of marketing other than to, you know, Mexico City. You know, the, the, the fans there. Um, so, 
that's just and Austin, Texas, and Austin, which is basically (laughs) you know know, (laughs) the northern part of Mexico. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so yeah, out here chirping Perez. Oh my gosh, that was surrounded by number 11 jerseys. You were were like, Oh, are we gonna get stanked (laughs) because of what you're saying? Like, nah, 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 we're good, we're good. good. That was awesome. Uh, well, man, uh, this was awesome. I am so happy we finally got our first content out. Uh, this was super awesome conversation. This is what's starting to get me hyped a little bit, too, is we're going to start seeing more news. I mean, we're only like, you know, a month away. So testing is around yeah. the corner. So hopefully we'll have something else. We'll come back. Uh, everyone, if you don't know, join our Discord. I mean, there's always live interaction happening there some plays tips you can always uh tweet at us you can message us however if you have any questions or anything like that but uh yeah man it's great to kick off the 2024 season with this futures podcast so for sure yeah i'm excited to have more plays this year uh you can catch us on twitter but the most consistent spot of course is always the discord interact with us and plays on plays on plays in there for f1 and all sorts of motorsports and this uh, Tampa Bay Detroit game right now going on, and any other sport you want, cricket. We got some cricket guys in there. Darts, everything. IndyCar too is coming up. Uh, so IndyCar will also be the first uh, betting races. I think. I think that that's going to be the first race betting for me. Well, testing. We technically could do testing, but yeah, we got lots. We got lots of lots of activities. So come and join us. Yep. Alrighty, we'll see y'all later.